in ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks, 710 ESPN. And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf, and yes, March Madness. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. That is me, Anita Marks, with you. A lot going on right now. The 76ers come back to beat the Nets. Yes, you heard me correctly. Came back to beat the Nets. 102 to 97. A lot of drama surrounding Embiid. Got a flagrant back injury. Was not on the court for a while. He had to leave. Uh, Harden had to step up in a big big way. Maxi had 25 points. Uh, so now the 76ers, they're up 3-0 in the series, just one game away from sweeping, which, by the way, you could have wagered uh, that the 76ers would sweep the Nets prior to this game starting at plus 120. So um, those odds not on the board yet in regard to, but it's one game away. Obviously, those odds will not be at plus money. But more importantly, we've got two more exciting games. At least I'm hoping they'll be exciting. I think this next one will be. Uh, tip-off is happening momentarily, and that's the Kings going up against the Warriors. Let me give you my plays here before that game does kick off. And I'm all about the Kings tonight. Give me the Kings and the six and a half. Um, also, I do like the under. This is a high under. It's at 241. So I'm going to take the Kings at plus six and a half. I'm also going to play the Kings on the money line and I do like the under at 241. In regard to prop bets, give me Wiggins over six and a half rebounds uh, in one game this season that he played uh, for the uh, the Golden State Warriors without Draymond Green. He walked away with 10 rebounds. I can get him at over six and a half rebounds at minus 110. So those are my three plays in this matchup. And I was on earlier with Mason in Ireland, and I, I shared my thoughts with him. I think the fact that Draymond Green is suspended for this game and, and cannot play, I think this is really excessive. And I think the NBA looked back to his history, as we know, hitting Steve Adams in the groin, LeBron James in the groin. Heck, just a few months ago, we saw the video of him punching his own teammate. Obviously, he's got anger issues. Love or hate Draymond Green. Love or hate his the way that, that, that he handles himself. I'm not a fan. Um, I just feel that by Sabonis grabbing his leg, Sabonis wasn't innocent in this whole ordeal. Um, I think Draymond, obviously, it was a reaction to what Sabonis did. And I think because of the history here with Draymond Green is why he was suspended. So I'm not really a big fan of the decision. I think now by him being suspended, I I think it tips the balance in this series. Draymond Green, this is very it has been a very physical series for the Golden State Warriors against the Kings. And without Draymond Green, like he he exudes the physicality. He exudes the swagger. For this Golden State Warriors team, leadership, he sets the tempo. He's so crucial in regard to their offensive transition, especially getting the rebound, turning around, and and, and, and moving the ball down the field in that quick transition offense for the Golden State Warriors. And with no Draymond Green, this team, negative 10 points per 100 possessions. Just to give you an idea, you can marinate in that just how important he is to this Golden State Warriors team on the court. 
So because of that, uh, and Sabonis is going to be active. Um, I, I just, I feel, I feel the Kings are going to win here. I think they're going to win outright. So I'm going to play the Kings on the money line. I'm going to play the Kings plus six and a half. I am going to play the under Wiggins over six and a half rebounds. Also, Steph Curry is going to have to be just a shooting machine. Uh, he's going to have to, in my opinion, in order to stay lockstep with the Kings, he's going to have to just be drilling threes. So I have him over four and a half three pointers in the game. Also, I have him over 29 and a half points. Uh, he's going to have to be that facilitator. It's, it's, it, this is going to have to be one of, one of those Steph Curry games, and I'm wagering on it. Um, earlier uh, this week, in, in fact, yesterday, Kendra Andrews, uh, who's there at the game, was kind enough to join me to, to discuss what happened with Draymond Green, as well as the big storyline surrounding this series. Let's listen in. Kendra, we're so thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for joining us, especially because the big news, as we heard this morning, Draymond Green now will be suspended for Game 3 for stomping on Sabonis's chest. Um, I know you haven't had a chance to speak to the team because you're talking to us before you speak to the team, uh, but you've been covering this team. You've got your finger on the pole so well. How is this team going to respond, Draymond Green not being, as I like to call it, active and attractive defensively? What are they going to do against this King squad? Yeah, I mean, there's no one answer, right, for what Draymond does defensively. No one person can replace that. In terms of, they also have to replace a starter, right? So they could turn to a guy like Jonathan Kaminga, who has that athleticism, but they haven't been playing him very much in this series. He has been struggling. They can turn to a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, who was a starter when Andrew Wiggins was away. They could turn to Jordan Poole. But as you said, it's that defense, right? No one guy on this team can make up for that. So the Warriors, they're going to have to figure out how they can come together collectively, rely on a guy like Gary Payton II. Having Andrew Wiggins back is huge. Play, uh, uh, excuse me, Jermichael Green a little bit more, and they're hoping that that can at least help stop some of the bleeding that will occur from not having Draymond out there. You know, it's been really interesting, or maybe I should say surprising, right? With all the experience that the Golden State Warriors have had in the postseason, I'm, I'm looking at this series and I'm saying, wait a minute, it, it, it just it looks like the Kings are the ones coming in with more experience. They're coming in with more swag, um, uh, more physicality, more poise. What have the Golden State Warriors said about this matchup? Are they just as surprised as how comfortable the Kings look and feel in this situation? Well, I don't think that they're surprised. You know, the Warriors understand just how good of a team the Kings are and how good of players they have, especially in De'Aaron Fox and in DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, Malik Beasley has just been incredible for Sacramento coming off of the bench. But the Warriors are aware, look, they have been playing really, really well. And the Warriors acknowledge that they also have been getting frazzled. Stephen Curry said after the last game, look, both teams really like to play quickly. But we, the Warriors, have to toe that fine line between playing quickly and with pace that organized chaos that we like, but not let it get out of so out of hand or out of sorts with those turnovers. The Warriors just need to take a step, rely on that experience that you just said that they have, and realize that they've played this way before and they've done it wildly successfully. Uh, and that's what they're going to try and focus on heading into Game 3, and they're excited to be back at Chase Center, and hopefully they're hoping they can feed off some of their fans here in San Francisco. I want to ask you about Harrison Barnes, right? Wearing a different uniform now, used to play for the Golden State Warriors, won a championship for the Golden State Warriors. Has he discussed with you, you know, how this series feels to him? I would imagine a little bit more personal, considering that he knows the guys on the opposite side of the court and he played for that organization at one point in time. 
Yeah, I mean, you have to, you know, there, of course, there's going to be those extra feelings when you're going against your old teammates and your old friends. But really, between these two teams, there are just so many connections, whether it's Harrison Barnes's time with the Warriors, whether it's Mike Brown, of course, being a, a coach for this team. Other coaches on the Kings have, have worked with the Warriors, Leandro Barbosa, Luke Laux. But both teams have made it very clear when they step on this court, there are no soft feelings toward each other. It is all competitive competitiveness uh, and extremely hardworking. They want to beat each other so, so much. And sometimes, really, when you know someone on the other side, when you're friends with the other side, you want to beat them even more. And so Harrison Barnes is really just sticking up for his team, Sacramento, and, and he'll acknowledge his relationships with the Warriors later. Kendra, one last question. I know you've got a press conference to get to, and that is just a big picture here, right? The Kings coming in, a lot of people feel they're playing with house money. Not a lot of expectation coming in. Meanwhile, for the Golden State Warriors, this very well could be the end of, dare I say, dynasty, the era of Curry, Clay, and Draymond Green. Do you think they're feeling a lot more pressure in this series because uh, this big three very well could be coming to an end at the end of this season? You know, the Warriors aren't thinking about that right now. And actually, Stephen Curry told our Malika Andrews a couple days ago before game one, the only reason why they think about these things is because people are asking them, is this the last dance? Is this the last time around for you? He said, if it wasn't for that, we're, we're not focused on that. We're just trying to get another championship. We here as a group, we're going to keep going until it just happens that we stop. They feel that they have an opportunity here to go on another run. Right now, they have a lot of work to do to turn this series around, and that right now is what they're focused on. Yeah, that's an understatement. Uh, Kendra, thank you again for spending some time with us today. Appreciate it. Again, Kendra Andrews, uh, who does a phenomenal job for ESPN, uh, doing a deep dive into all the storylines surrounding uh, this series with the Kings and the Golden State Warriors. Um, and, and jokingly, I called it a dynasty, but in, in essence, yeah, I mean, considering how many how many championships they have won, uh, one would consider them a dynasty, but um, but this very well could be the last year that we will see those three uh, wearing a Golden State Warriors uniform. Don't be surprised if Draymond Green ends up in L.A. with the Lakers, folks. Uh not that you heard it here first. So um, so again, this series is about to tip off. Uh, just to recap, uh, love the Kings to win tonight. I think no Draymond Green is going to be a really big reason why. So I'm going to be, play, be playing the Kings on the money line. I also like the Kings getting the six and a half. Andrew Wiggins over six and a half rebounds that you can get at minus 110. Also, I'm expecting a big night from Steph Curry. He's going to need it to stay lockstep with the Kings. I just, here's the thing. I think the Kings are, they've just been so physical um, in, in both games. So physical. And, and obviously a big reason why they rattled Draymond Green's cage. I'm also really curious how the refs are going to call this game tonight. Because in Sacramento, boy, have they let these boys play. Um, are, are they going to be that loosey-goosey? In their play call, in, in not their, their play calling, but in the, in their calls uh, in this game. Uh, because if they do, if they allow it, watch out. It's going to be, I think, you know, especially after everything that, that transpired, I think it's going to be just as physical. So time will tell. I'm expecting a big game from Steph Curry. So over four and a half three-pointers, as well as over 29 and a half points. Uh, before we take a break, uh, the 76ers, I just want to get you up to speed. The 76ers did win. They beat the Brooklyn Nets. This was a, a really interesting game to watch. Um, wasn't the blowout that a lot of people were anticipating, 
because as we know, the Brooklyn Nets, not the team they were prior to the trade deadline for good reason, uh, but Embiid went down, had a back issue, spent some time in the locker room, then returned, was walking very gingerly, wasn't sure what you were going to get from Embiid, 14 points, 10 rebounds tonight, two assists. Really, the story here was Maxi. Uh, he's been absolutely phenomenal, 25 points tonight, 5 of 8 from downtown, and really was the key is to and, and hit some really clutch three-pointers and baskets uh, towards the end, the last two, three minutes of this game to really seal the deal for the 76ers. And, of course, now they are up 3-0 in the series, wave the white flags. Uh, like I said, heading into this game, game three, you could have gotten the 76ers to sweep the Nets at plus 120. So hopefully you jumped on that. So we've got the Kings and the Warriors. That just tipped off. we got the Suns and the Clippers coming your way in about a little over 15 minutes. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive and, uh, and, and and break down, or I should say preview that one for you. Tomir Azarli is going to join us from Clutch Points. We'll find out the latest. As we know, big news today was that Kawhi Leonard is not going to play. So this is a Clippers team without Kawhi. Uh, without Paul George, so many, so many storylines here in regards to who's going to step up. So when we get back, we'll do a deep dive into that and get you ready for the Suns Clippers. Again, tip off coming your way in less than 15 minutes. You're listening to Bet LA. I'm Anita Marks here on 710 ESPN. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. Time to get you ready for that Suns Clippers game. It's going to tip off in just a few minutes. Tomer Azarli is joining us now. You can see all his work covering the Clippers on Clutch Points. He's been with on with us before. He's done a phenomenal job. So we said, no, we've got to get him back on. So, Tomir, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Uh, big news, obviously, this Clippers team, they are home dogs now, getting seven and a half. Why? News broke that no Kawhi Leonard sprained knee. He is out tonight, so no Paul George, no Kawhi. Fill us in. What is wrong with the knee? Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard suffered a, a sprained knee uh, late in game one against the Suns. That was the game that he had 38 points. Uh, the Clippers ended up winning that game, but unfortunately, he did suffer an injury. And, uh, you know, he played through the injury. He played through some of the pain in game two. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we spoke with President Lawrence Frank, and he said that uh, it only got worse, not better. And so that uh, from a medical standpoint, it was a medically, um, you know, a, me- a medically-led decision to shut him down for tonight's game three. Uh, you know, I asked if this was more of a medical staff decision or a wide decision because there's always a lot of, you know, controversy around that. And the answer I got was he is simply not cleared to play. Uh, so it looks like he's going to be day-to-day moving forward. Uh, what that means, we don't know, because this team is always a little strained with injuries. But uh, for now, Kawhi Leonard is out with a sprained right knee, and there's no real timetable for his return. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. I feel like this was the storyline coming in for the Clippers this season, right? Like, um, great roster, a lot of depth, a lot of really good wing players. Um, but... Can Kawhi and Paul George stay healthy? And here we are at the precipice of the season, the postseason, and we're heading into a game where obviously their services are going to be needed um, with this series being tied up at 1-1. 
and unfortunately neither of them can play. What's the latest with Paul George? Yeah, so Paul George has been progressing pretty uh, impressively, I would say. Um, you know, he suffered that sprained knee, sprained right knee. Uh, funny enough, it's the same exact injury Kawhi has, but uh, the details are a little murky. But um, he's progressing pretty well. He, he was going through a, a pretty rigorous encore workout before game two in Phoenix. Uh, we got to watch that. He was doing a lot of a lot of cutting, a lot of mobility, and a lot of flexion, just trying to test out that knee, uh, as well as his heart rate, trying to get his heart rate up to what it would be like during a game. You could see there was a, a band he was running across his chest, and that was a heart rate monitor they were using to make sure they could replicate some kind of game fatigue. And so uh, Paul responded well to those. He, he looked pretty good in those workouts that we got to see. Um, he's still not, you know, where he needs to be for them to return, for him to return to the lineup. Uh, and, you know, I asked President Lawrence Frank today, um, you know, does this Kawhi injury kind of change anything? And he said, no, it's, it's still going to be, you know, we're going to make sure Paul is 100% ready to go uh, as close to 100% as possible uh, before we bring him back. It's Kawhi injury does not speed up the timeline. It doesn't change anything. They're still going to be 100% safe with PD. So, um, you know, he, he's been kind of teasing his return. He, he looks better. He looks much more improved uh, out there on the court. Uh, but, you know, you know as well as I do, you can't replicate game speed. That's something that only a game itself can show you and can get you ready for. So uh, he's progressing well. No time to for his return yet. But, um, you know, I think the Clippers have kind of been operating under the impression that they'll have to get out of the first round in order to see PG. I don't think that's changed too much, but it's possible if they get forced to game six, maybe a game seven, um, that we see PG maybe come back in a limited basis. But uh, for right now, there's no, nothing, nothing concrete, but he is improving for sure. So again, we know no Kawhi. News broke just a few hours ago. No Paul George. Russell Westbrook really has to step up. A guy that I'm eyeing tonight is Eric Gordon. Over under two and a half three pointers. I took the over here at that point in time. I got it at plus one ten. Um, this is a guy who just he's. I mean he's he's always cranking those three pointers from super deep. He is somewhat of a perimeter specialist, and I'm anticipating his minutes to uh, to 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 go up here as well. Uh, your your thoughts on this roster in the starting five and and who you're expecting to step up with this team with Kawhi and Paul George. Well, I'll tell you, I feel very good about that over two and a half because uh, Eric Gordon has already been launching threes from, um, you know, the first two games. And I don't think anything really changes in this one as far as his involvement in the offense. They're going to need him to continue to space the floor and um, get guys involved and, 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 you know, make sure there's room, especially for guys like Russell Westbrook, who might not be great shooters to, um, you know, create driving lanes. So, um, look, I think this is going to be an all-hands-on-deck situation, which is a little ironic because the Clippers' slogan that they have on their T-shirts for tonight's game is all-hands. Um, it's going to need to be Terrence Mann, who I anticipate starting when the Clippers will announce in a few minutes. I think it'll be a Terrence Mann. Uh, you know, Norman Powell hasn't really been, been great. I think he's been solid, but not great. They're going to need him to be fantastic. Uh, Bones Highland hasn't really been able to shoot the three-ball that well, uh, but has been a bit of a spark for them off the bench. He's going to need to play well. Um, you know, Mason Plumlee has, has been good, but um, I, I think mainly we're looking at the guards here, kind of the scoring punch, because you're going to need to be able to score with this team, with this Phoenix team. Um, so I'm looking at Eric, like you named, just, just you know, hoisting up threes, getting threes up. Um, Bones Highland, Norman Powell, Tarrant, those guys. And I kind of anticipate seeing a, a, a Russell Westbrook, maybe from OKC or from, from Houston, uh, where, where they kind of spaced out the floor and said, all right, Russ, uh, you know, get to the basket and score, get to the basket and create, but you're kind of our offense here. And uh, I, I'm anticipating a little bit of that, which is why I could see uh, the team getting a lot more three-pointers up. I think they've averaged about 33s a game in this series 
uh, which is unfortunately just not where they need to be, even with everyone healthy. They need to take more threes, in my opinion. Uh, so with all the shooters they have around Russ, I anticipate them hitting, um, you know, hitting that 35, maybe even 40 attempt threshold tonight. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. But it's going to be, it's going to need to be an all hands on deck effort tonight for the Clippers. Tamir, before I let you go, obviously you, you've been following the series. As we know, it's all tied up 1-1. Um, Clippers surprising the Suns in game one. And then uh, I don't know what happened in that Suns locker room, but boy, you want to talk about Jekyll and Hyde. They came out that second half. They were shooting 58.8% from the field. Uh, they were firing on all cylinders and, 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 and just looked like a totally different Suns team than we've seen in, in the first five quarters of play. What do you feel changed? And, and do you think that they will pick up where they left off in the second half in, in game two? Uh, I think, look, when you, when you look at the series, even before Kawhi's injury, uh, you could argue that they have four of the five best players in the series. And usually in the playoffs, that top-end talent will take you over the top and, and guide you past the, a team. Um, I, I think in game one, the Suns got a lot of really good looks. Um, a lot of them just didn't fall, and I think you have to credit the Clippers for contesting well, especially in the rear-view contest coming off picks. Uh, you know, Russ blocked KD a couple times. He he created some trouble for Devin Booker down there. So um, I think the Clippers just did a good job defending them. Um, but when you look at their game two, they also shot, I, I, I want to say it was about 32 out of 50 on, on mid-range twos uh, outside of the paint and um, in, in that mid-range area. And that, that 70, whatever percent it is, is, is a really high percentage. Uh, almost unsustainable, if you ask me. But that's the way they play. They have three really great isolation players, uh, especially in the mid-range, and that's the way they want to play. So I don't know if that number is sustainable, but their level of play is sustainable um, as far as their scoring goes. You know, we talked to head coach Teron Lou the other day, and it seems like Kevin Durant is going to be impossible to stop. I mean, we know no one can really stop him, but I think the Clippers' focus is really on limiting Devin Booker and Chris Paul because they absolutely got going in that game, too. Devin Booker at 38, I think it was 17 or 18 in the, four, in the third quarter. Um, and then Chris Paul at 16, we saw what he did in the fourth quarter. So uh, they're really going to have to limit Devin and Chris's good looks in the mid-range because that's where the Suns want to get. Uh, the Clippers gave them 25 fast-break points in the first game. I don't think the Suns had more than 10 in game two, if I'm not mistaken. So they did a good job there. The Suns just got going in the mid-range. So uh, it's kind of like a pick-your-poison with the Suns team because they're so ta- talented and so top-heavy. But I think I think you really have to limit the amount of good looks they get for mid-range. But ultimately, if you ask me, this is really on the sun. Like, they have the best players. They're, they should be able to do what they want on the court. And if they kind of focus on that and not really worry about the Clippers, the sun should be fine. Tomir, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Enjoy the game. Thank you, Anita. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Again, uh, Tomir Azarli joining us. You can see all his work on Clutch Points as we're just moments away from uh, from tip-off for the Suns and the Clippers. Again, no Kawhi, no Paul George. Who's going to step up? I think Eric Gordon is going to step up in a big way. This might be my favorite bet on the slate tonight. Eric Gordon over two and a half three-pointers, and you could get this at plus money, at plus 110. How about that? Seven of 16 from deep. He's shooting 43.7%. Uh, he is. He goes super deep. He is a perimeter specialist. His minutes are going to be elevated uh, because of, obviously, no Kawhi and no Paul George. Therefore, I do believe that he's going to have more attempts. And Tomir agrees with me. So Eric Gordon might be my favorite bet on the slate tonight. Eric Gordon over 
two and a half three pointers. Also, I do like the Suns in this game. I will lay the seven. If if they if they could pick up where they left off in that second half from game two, watch out. Fifty eight point eight percent they were shooting from the field. They were firing on all cylinders. And if if Chris Paul could just find his way, what's wrong with Chris Paul? Something's up. But nonetheless, uh, the Suns with um, with Booker as well as Aiton um, and, and obviously KD, they were able to get the job done. Another prop bet that I'm playing tonight in this game is Devin Booker over two and a half turnovers. He's playing a lot of minutes. I mean a lot of minutes. 43 minutes in the first game, 45 minutes in the second game. He had five turnovers in the first game and three turnovers in the second game. So a total of eight turnovers a total of eight turnovers in the first two games. So um, so Devin Booker over two and a half turnovers, Eric Gordon over two and a half three-pointers, and I am going to lay the seven with the Suns. Uh, let's get you uh, up to speed on some of the other games that have been played tonight, one in particular that's going on right now, and that's the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Golden State up right now 17 to 10, 17 to 10. As I said, when the game started, watch out for Steph Curry. Um, and uh, he's uh, he's already shot one three-pointer. The over-under was four and a half. So he's got three points on the night so far. Also, earlier tonight, the 76ers, uh, they were able to come back from behind in Brooklyn against the Nets. A uh, little scary moment there with Embiid and him having some back issues. But nonetheless, 76ers do win 102 to 97. So now they're up 3-0 in the series, just one game away from sweeping and giving them some extra rest time. I believe that they're going to need to get ready for round two. The NHL is in action tonight as well. Um, You've got the Rangers who beat the Devils 5-1. So now they're up on the series 5-1 and it heads back to Manhattan. Watch out when the Rangers get back to the Garden. That will be dangerous. This very well could be a sweep within itself. I like the Rangers coming in. I did not expect them to win the first two games in New Jersey, but nonetheless, they are up 2-0 in that series against the Devils. Maple Leafs take it to the Lightning 7-2. That series is all tied up. Uh, The Kraken, God, what a great name. The Kraken, they're up 2-0 against the Colorado Avalanche, and uh, that first period is just coming to an end. And the Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights just the puck just dropped. First period just started. I'll keep you posted on those two. Of course, NHL games, obviously all the NBA action uh, that's coming your way this evening. When we come back, Eric Moody, one of my partners in crime uh, on Daily Wager, him and I do a deeper dive into the Suns Clippers series. Uh, we will uh, we'll dive into that with Eric Moody. Also, Rob Domowski, who covers the Green Bay Packers, and Rich Samini, who covers the Jets, uh, were kind enough to join me this week on my Bet Digital show to give us a, a, a preview, a, an update, really, on what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I will play that for you because that that is going to more than likely affect what happens in the draft that's coming your way um, next week, which, by the way, really excited. We've moved this show, Bet LA, up to Tuesday night. Why am I excited? Uh, because gives me or gives us really more time to get you ready for the draft. One of my favorite things to wager on is the NFL draft. 
So excited about that and, 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 and intrigued with the conversation uh, that I had with Rob and Rich that I'm excited to play for you. Also, Greg Wyshynski will join us uh, to preview some NHL and, uh, and Stormy Bonantani will join us to preview some XFL, uh, some games that are coming your way on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you're locked and loaded. I'm Anita Marks. This is Bet LA. Quick break. We're right back here on 710 ESPN. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. That would be me, Bet LA, here on 710 ESPN. Uh, a lot of NBA action happening right now. Uh, also, don't forget, we've got some Major League Baseball <laughs> being played. And, and by the way, uh, Rebecca is back uh, with uh, our producing crew, Tyler, of course, and Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome back. How you doing? How's the Bambina? She's good. She's good. Everybody's good. How, so how many how many does this make? What, you have two, oh, three? Yes, I, I have two girls. And they're, two girls? Yeah, they're oh, boy. 16, 16 months and three months. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they're very close. Okay, so obviously you're not sleeping much. Good that you're here. <laughs> good that you're here. Yes, uh, yes. And of course, Tyler, as always. Tyler, hey, hey. how you doing, my man? Oh, I'm doing great, Anita. I'm doing great. We got live sports hanging right now. We got... NBA Finals, we got NHL playoffs. I'm a happy camper. Yeah, it's interesting. Like a few years ago, there was like, you know, I felt like there was always this like, oh, there was a lull in regard to our sports calendar. I don't, what lull is there now? I don't, I I didn't experience a lull. Did you? Well, I I mean, I think a few years ago, there was a period of time. I've been hosting sports. I've been hosting sports talk radio for quite a while. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a period of time. It was like, oh, there's nothing going on. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? That's true. Nobody wants a break. Now we don't have one. Now we don't have one. (laughs) We just, the way that the sports calendar operates, it's like we went straight from, you know, the NFL to March Madness to NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Um, baseball has started. Off, yeah. And so, then, and then as soon as you get we got calm the NFL and relaxed draft coming up next week, yeah, NFL kicks off. There you go. We got the NFL draft coming up next week. And, and again, uh, really excited. Our show moves to, to Tuesday next week. I'm excited about it. We, we have a longer shelf life. Um, as I like to call it, getting folks ready, uh, to wager and gamble on the NFL draft. It's one of my favorite. I love, love, love the NFL draft. I love Thursday and Friday night. Love, 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 love. Um, so there's that. And then, um, and then the triple crown, we've got the Kentucky Derby coming our way. My goodness. I mean, you're you're speeding up the year for me where I stand. It's just. It's it's like it's just one thing after another after another and uh, so yeah it's 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 definitely it's definitely an exciting time. Talk about job um, security. So so a little birdie told me you're you're playing some uh, fantasy baseball this season. Yes, that was me. I was the little birdie. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, a little. <clears throat> yeah, a little birdie. Yep. Anyway, so yes, <laughs> fantasy baseball. It's going great. It's going great. I love both my squads. Uh, I'm in two category leagues that play head-to-head on a weekly basis, and so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Good. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm finally um, back in the fantasy it's, it's game. Nice, I took a nice. break, and I, it was my mistake. It's nice that I'm, I'm, like, I'm rubbing off on you. You are. You are. In, in hopefully, what is the best way? Right? <laughs> 
Um, but uh, as as always, I, I so not only do I host Bet LA here on on seven ten ESPN, uh, but also I host a digital show for ESPN called Bet. And and several times in the course of the show, I like to play clips from it because uh, a it's relevant. Uh, and, uh, and B it's really, really good information. Uh, one of my partners in crime, his name is Eric Moody. Him and I sat down this week and, and had a deep dive conversation in regard to the Suns and the Clippers and what more we can expect from them in this series. Let's listen in. All right. Now we bring in Eric Moody. Eric, how are you doing? We need, we need to, there are so many NBA topics here. We need to dive into Let's switch our attention to what's going on with the Suns in the Clippers, right? Uh, man, if anybody tuned into that game last night, talk about Jekyll and Hyde, tale of two stories, first half and half for the Suns. The Suns were favored before the series began. Now, of course, after winning last night, um, they went from minus 125 to minus 255. That's a lot of juice. So if you don't want to lay that type of juice, maybe the most popular bet you can make is that they finish uh, the Suns winning in seven at plus 240. Is that something that would interest you, Eric? I would say it it, it does. Uh, One thing that's been, I would say that's really impressed me about the Clippers is that like Kawhi Leonard really elevates his game like during like the postseason. And uh, he's like a silent assassin out there. But I think not having Paul George on this Clippers team uh, really hurts the Clippers in this series, but they're they're not going down without a fight. So I, I kind of consider it like a pendulum. It's going to swing back and it's going to swing forth. But I just look at the Suns team with how they're constructed. You got Kevin Durant, you got Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, you've got Chris Paul. They've got too much talent, uh, really, for the Clippers to keep up with, in my opinion. I think it's only so much that Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook can do. So it's just going to be very tough to overcome. And the scary thing is when you look at the Suns, like. This group of players, I'm like, they're still getting used to playing, you know, with one another. But I don't think that the Clippers are going down without a fight. So, so I'd buy into it. So it's really interesting. A lot of people, unfortunately, don't look at series spreads, okay, as a series bet. But if you believe that the Clippers are going to go down with a fight, you could actually play the Clippers plus one and a half in the series at minus 125. Is that something that you would do here? Yeah, I actually would back the series, like it, or back the Suns, excuse me, to win this series in that scenario if we do find ourselves like in a game seven. It really comes down to two things, which I'm gonna kind of reiterate myself here, but Kevin Durant would really be the reason why the Suns would win the series. One thing about Durant that was really fascinating, I know he missed time with an injury, but if you look at some of the numbers, I'm like, he finished a regular season with a shooting split of uh, 56% from the field, 40.4% from beyond the arc, and 90, nearly 92% from the free throw line. That really makes him the first player in NBA history to finish as a 55, 40, and 90 player. And I'm like, you've got Durant there. He's dominant. Uh, but again, the Suns also have Devin Booker. Let's not forget about him. He's a really great player. You know, Chris Paul and also DeAndre Ayton. Uh, the second thing uh, really comes down to Paul George. I, I cannot stress enough how his absence negatively impacts the Clippers in this series. And I know there may be some out there, but he could still return and play. That's true. But here's the situation in the scenario. Even if he returns, like his game conditioning will not be where it needs to be. And also it may take a game or two for him to get acclimated to playoff style basketball. It's a lot different than the regular season. But, you know, I'm back in the suns here if it does get to a game seven. Yeah, I do believe the Suns are going to win this series. I, I said it on Daily Wager um, on uh, on Monday, and and sure enough, uh, you know, them winning last night holds true. 
but there's just, I'm watching them play, Eric, and there's just something missing. Like, Devin Booker, uh, he's just been, what, 0 for 100 from behind the arc? He's just not shooting the ball well from behind the arc. Granted, his mid-range jumper is his wheelhouse, and he's been doing well there. We saw Aiton do that. Uh, Chris Paul, he seems off. I, I just feel like these guys really, because KD got injured, there's just a lack of chemistry there. So I do have them beating the Clippers, but I don't have them winning the championship. Um, their odds to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy is plus 475. Is that worth a sprinkle for you? How competitive do you think they're going to be past this series? No, it, it, it's worth it's worth a sprinkle. I kind of look at this series between the Suns and the Clippers. It's kind of like a tune-off. You know, they are kind of figuring out how to best work, you know, together as a unit. But I think it's definitely worth a sprinkle. Here's why. Uh, it's just difficult for me looking at the makeup of this team to bet against, again, think Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre A, Chris Paul, and the other role players that they have. And uh, you mentioned some points about mid-range jumpers and uh, beyond the arc, you know, triples or whatnot. But one thing that was very interesting in game two, like the Sun starters scored 110 points. Like they're most in a playoff game since 2006 back in the Western Conference Finals. Furthermore, you look at the Suns, and like they shot 71% directly off passes, their highest percentage in a game over the last three postseasons. And this is a team, when I, when I watch them on film, look at the stats, that's really built for postseason success, even in a competitive Western Conference. So to bring all that together and answer your question, I would go ahead and put a sprinkle on the Suns, like a little dash, right? <laughs> Just a little, little sprinkle. A little sprinkle of some, some kind of seasoning. All right, we <laughs> talked about the MVP yeah. odds. This is a different way of looking at how you could wager on the NBA playoffs. We talked about Curry. Since you like the Suns, how about KD? He's plus 550 to win the MVP. What say you, Eric? Yeah, if I'm looking at the uh, the MVP award, I'm like even trying to compare, you know, should I get that on Seth Curry, you know, those odds, or uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I, I really like Kevin Durant uh, to win the MVP if they do, if the Suns do make it uh, to the finals and win. Uh, here's why, you know, they made the big, you know, the big trade, big splash. I'm like, it's really championship or bust for this team. You look at Durant on his uh, bookcase or trophy uh, shelf, whatever he has at home, like he already has two finals MVPs trophies and also has that on his resume. Uh, I would say Durant, you know, is healthy. Uh, he's playing for a contender and he's surrounded by other playmakers. So he's well positioned for success. And really all the teams in the Western Conference talk about how competitive the Western Conference is. Uh, that is true, but all those teams have areas of opportunities that can be exploited, you know, by the right team. And I think the Suns are one of those teams. And I'll leave you with this, uh, Anita. That, Forwards have won 11 of the last 12 finals MVP. So I like those odds. I like Durant. I would bet uh, him to win MVP. I would bet on Durant over Steph Curry if you if you made me choose. Listen, I, I'm not going to argue anybody who wants to sprinkle on Tatum, um, Embiid. <laughs> I have Denver winning the championship. And I think because Jokic is going to get slighted in regard to the MVP, I do believe Embiid is going to win the MVP. <laughs> You can get Jokic to win the the NBA championship MVP at plus 950. I think that's how I'm going to roll. Um, Eric, always great having you talking NBA on bet. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the games tonight, my friend. Absolutely. You too. Until next time. Again, Eric Moody joining me on bet. This is bet LA. Uh, NBA finals MVP. Where does it stand right now? Giannis plus 320. Tatum. Plus 360. Kevin Durant, 7 to 1. Jokic, 9 to 1. 
I, I just, I don't understand it. And, mm-hmm. and Tyler, Rebecca, if, 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 if you want to chime in here, please feel free, open mic. But I just, I don't understand the disrespect for the Denver Nuggets, right? Like, um, dominating the West, number one seed. Um, I do believe that, that they're going to sweep uh, the, the Timberwolves. Um, and, and Jokic just has been, for, for, for a dude to pretty much average a triple-double every night in uh, the championship, having to go through Denver, let's even, you know, spend some time talking about the altitude there. You know, especially you've got a series they're going in and out, in and out, in and out of Denver. Takes your body a minute to get used to that altitude. That definitely plays a role. Um, I, and 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 if Denver does win, and again, I do believe Jokic is going to be slighted with the MVP. I do believe that Embiid is going to win it. How do you how do you not give Jokic the the NBA final MVP if you think the Denver the, the Denver Nuggets are going to win it and and I guess maybe I'm just I have a lot of conviction here because I think the Nuggets are going to win the NBA championship. Yeah, I mean it's going to be contingent on that, right? Everything that you're saying. So yeah. as far as the MVP goes, it's just an unfortunate reality. And I remember talking with uh, talking about this with you just a couple weeks back, how these awards are contingent on your team's performance even though they're individual awards. Um, and unfortunately, I just think that the 76ers are getting more attention right now, and that's why Embiid's favored. But I completely agree with you that Jokic is completely overlooked, and the fact that he's essentially averaging a triple-double every game, he's mowing down teams one by one, and still falling by the wayside, it's it's disappointing to say the least, but again, it's it's just unfortunate that the 76ers are just kind of getting more attention. Um, yeah, it's, and, and I'm, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to take a quick break. I want to come back and I want to talk about some of the NBA futures bets out there. As I said, when we opened up the show prior to the 76ers Nets game, you could have wagered that the 76ers were going to sweep the Nets at plus 120. That is off the board. Obviously that game is over. 76ers now are sitting there at three and O how you can wager on this is if you think the Nets will win game four. Uh, the, the, the most, um, the favored bet, uh, is the 76ers winning the series in five. So they'd win it four to one and you could get that at plus 290, not touching it. I think this is a sweep. I jumped out in it at plus 120. Hopefully you did as well. Uh, we get back. We'll take a look at at some of the other futures bets out there. Uh, there's quite a few teams and series here that I think, uh, could get swept so we'll talk about that next. Uh, you're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. That's right, Bet LA. A lot of NBA action happening right now. Earlier tonight, uh, the 76ers took care of the Brooklyn Nets 102 to 97. So they're up now 3 0 in that series. Um, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, watch out. Um, I said he's going to have to have a night. Sure enough, two of three from downtown. He's got eight points. Um, I also liked Wiggins going over rebounds. Uh, we're about, oh, about eight minutes left in the second. He only has one rebound. That's not looking good for me, but he does have 11 points. Um, so uh, the Golden State Warriors up by nine, 39 to 30 
against the Kings right now with about a little over seven minutes left in the second. And you've got the Phoenix Suns going up against the Clippers. Uh, we've been getting you ready for that game pretty much for the last 30 minutes. Uh, the Suns up on the Clippers 12-8. 12-8. That's where it stands right now. Uh, in the NHL, uh, you've got the Kraken up on the Avalanche. And uh, that score is still 2-0. The Jets up on the Golden Knights 1-0. Maple Leafs bring it and uh, and do beat the Lightning. That series now all tied up at one and the Rangers beat the Devils again in New Jersey, 5-1. to one, So that series now is 2-0. and oh. So I shared with you the 76ers and the Nets, some futures bets out there that you could wager on in regard to a number of these NBA series. So what's, what's available for you to bet futures-wise for the 76ers-Nets team is 4-1. to one. So what does that mean? It means it's got the 76ers winning the series in five, which means that the Nets will take the next game. Staying away from it, I think this is going to be a complete sweep. Um, so futures bets off the table for me in, in that regard in that series. Um, coming into this Kings-Golden State Warriors team, you could have wagered that the Suns were going to sweep the Golden State Warriors at 8-1. to 8-1. to one. You could have wagered that the Kings were going to or are going to win this series in five, four to one, and you could get that at plus 350. It's off the board right now because the game is happening um, as I speak, but just wanted to give you a little, uh, a little, a little update in regard to, you know, what, what, the, what those odds were heading into the tip off this evening. So again, the Kings, as we know, they're up on the series 2-0 right now, Golden State's up 39 to 30. Um, a sweep, eight to one, heading into Game Three. The Kings winning in five, plus three fifty. Now the Suns Clippers, as we know, the series is all tied up. Suns different team, second half of Game Two than we've seen all series long. Now with Kawhi out and no Paul George in this series, you could wagered uh, heading into this game that the Suns uh, were going to win in five. So they would win the majority of the next three games uh, at plus 150. So for the Suns to win in five, which would be four to one, uh, you could have wagered that at plus 150. Again, that's off the board right now because this game is taking place. So we know that there's going to be four games uh, that are going to be coming your way tomorrow. The Cavs going up against the Knicks. Uh, the Cavs and the Knicks, that series all tied up. Knicks looked great in game one. Cavs looked great in game two. I think that this is going to go the full distance. I don't think there are many series um, in the first round throughout the NBA that are going to go the distance. I think this one does, and I like the Knicks to win. Okay? So um, I've got the Knicks winning in seven. So Knicks four to three. And I got that at plus 550. Why? Uh, first of all, um, they, they, they stole home court advantage by winning game one. They head back to the garden. This game will be played in the garden tomorrow night. Watch out. It's just, it's going to be a totally different animal, especially since Donovan Mitchell, a lot of Knicks fans were hoping that Donovan Mitchell would, would be traded to the Knicks. Obviously that didn't happen. So he's going to be public enemy number one. Um, I just feel like it, they haven't played in two days, gives Josh Hart an opportunity to get healthy. And, um, and, and I just, I, I think this Knicks team really can, can check all the boxes. A lot of this is going to depend how the refs call this game. 
if they call it loosey-goosey like they did in game two, could be difficult for the Knicks. If they call it tighter, I do believe that the Knicks win. I've got the Knicks winning in seven. And again, you get that at plus 350. The Celtics going up against Atlanta. Celtics up 2-0 in this series. They're just, Atlanta's outmatched. A lot of people feel that Trey Young is, uh, is, is, I don't know, smoke mirrors. Not, not as good as advertised. Um, You could wager that the Celtics sweep the Atlanta Hawks at plus 110. You get it at plus money. I'd play it. I don't see Atlanta beating the Celtics. I just don't. Uh, Denver going up against the T-Wolves. Denver up on the series 2-0. They won 122-113. to Anthony Edwards uh, was just a a man possessed uh, for the the Timberwolves. 41 points. Still couldn't get the deal done. You could wager that the Denver Nuggets sweep the T-Wolves plus 140. Plus 140. Denver, one of the best road teams in the NBA this season. Um, I'm definitely going to play that. The Bucks going up against the Heat. This series is all tied up 1-1. No Giannis, as we know for the Bucks, didn't matter. They still won game two. So so the Heat, now you could wager that the Bucks are going to beat the Heat. And how I'm going to wager this is I think the series is going to go six. I think the Heat win at least one more game. And so you could bet that the Bucs are going to win 4-2. The series gets finalized in six at plus 240. And last but not least, um, let's dive into that Grizzlies-Lakers conversation uh, in, in our second hour. So, uh, because that will be a much deeper dive for sure. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two. We're going to switch gears here for a second. We're going to talk some NFL Rob Demosky and Rich Samini join me. What's the latest with the Green Bay Packers, the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers, and how does that affect the draft coming our way next week? We'll find out next right here on 710 ESPN.